Right now, a future president could be running as a local candidate on your ballot. This person is vying to represent you, your family, and your community. Do you know what they are and what they stand for? Vote411.org is your tool for accurate and unbiased, up-to-the-minute election information on the candidates running in local races. Just enter your address to get started. Your vote is your power, the power to decide who represents you in 2022 and beyond. Get online, get the facts, and make your voice heard on election day. This is Trustee Lee. Aloha, this is Kavika. All right. So, how are you today? I'm good. Um, thanks for calling me. I was getting a little worried because I tried calling in and it went straight to voicemail. Yeah, I, I got voicemail from you too. Uh, so, I think I think we're the same type of punctual where we hit each other in the head at the same time. So, we got each other's voicemail. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, bro. So... Uh, we only have so much time today because I got so many candidates, but I want to try to fit in everybody everywhere. So uh, let's get right to the thick of it so people know who you are and what okay. office uh, you're running for and uh, what that office is about. We'll talk about what you want to do with that office or where that, how that contributes to the community. But um, a lot of people are unaware of what office's duties are. So when they like to ask, you know their representatives or their trustees or anyone questions. They don't like, I, I find that a lot of the conversation is misdirected in this day and age. And if people just knew who to talk to in the bureaucracy, maybe to get done better. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. Uh, my name is Brendan Kale Aina Lee. I am, um, the sitting, a sitting at large trustee for the office of Hawaiian affairs. Um, however, I am not running for that seat. I am switching and I am running for the Oahu representative office of Hawaiian affairs trustee seat. Um, and I'm, we'll, we'll get into that later. Um, right. What the office of Hawaiian affairs does is by constitutional mandate from 1978, our one and only mission is to better the conditions for native Hawaiians. Now, because of a lawsuit in the eighties um, that went all the way to the U S Supreme court, Rice via Cayetano, 
every registered voter in the state of Hawaii can vote for the Office of Hawaiian Affairs, whether you're Native Hawaiian or not. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that important? Um, well, the Office of Hawaiian Affairs gets now, it's just been raised to $26 million a year of taxpayer money off of revenues off of the public land trust. Mm. And as a registered voter in the state of Hawaii, I would think you would want to say in who is using that money. Mm-hmm. Also, this sounds like a campaign pitch, but it really isn't. If you if you have lived in in Hawaii for any amount of time, then you will know this to be true. What is good for Native Hawaiians is good for all of Hawaii, and that's just a fact. The more that the Office of Hawaiian Affairs can do. To better those conditions as far as education, healthcare, affordable housing for Native Hawaiians, that's less of a burden that the state has to do, has to take on, which means more resources available for the rest of the state. That's a very important thing for people to understand. And if they're uncomfortable in voting for OHA, which I get because a lot of people that grew up here that aren't Hawaiian, they believe, you know, it's not my, it's really not our place and I, sh- and I feel bad voting and so I'm not going to vote. That's really the wrong mentality. And that's how bad trustees get in. If you really want to help Hawaiians, then I'm sure they know somebody who's Native Hawaiian. And go and ask them who they would like them to throw their support behind. In the 2018 election, over 300,000, I'll say that again, 300,000 ballots were left blank for the OHA race. No way, bro. Yes. So it's really, and the bad trustees that get in, Hawaiians aren't voting them in, right? It's it's the non-Hawaiians that have special interests that elect those people in. Because the Native Hawaiian vote is, is, the, is one of the smallest votes in the state, right? Non-Hawaiians inside this race. Yeah. So it's super important that people understand the responsibility and the kuleana they have to Native Hawaiians to cast their ballot in the OHA race. Right on, bro. Wow, that's, yeah, that's a lot to think about. You know, I, I've always thought about voter turnout in general, but I, you know, I didn't think about something as, you know, like, as as small as this on the ballot and people would just, like, walk away from it. But I, I, but then to that degree of the way that, you know, it's that whole respect for a proud people of, like, oh, all right, well, you know, I shouldn't. But, no, I mean, from what you're saying, man, I totally agree. There should be, like, you guys need one PSA campaign where you just get, like, one guy be like, hey, bah, I'm not Hawaiian. What do I do? You're like, uh, maybe you should vote that way. <laughs> I don't know. It's, but... funny, it's funny you say that because that was my radio spot um, four years ago. I ran a radio spot, and it was a riff off of who's on first. Oh, wow. So, right, it was like, who can vote for OHA? What, Lee can vote for OHA? No, Lee's running for OHA. So only Lee can vote for OHA? I thought only Native White. So that was the, the gist of the commercial. It was a riff off of um, who's on first. It was really funny. Dig it, bro. You should send it to the email and we'll put it in. I will. I will. Oh, man. Yeah, I would love that as a reference for everyone listening. Can I vote for OHA? Yes, everyone can vote for OHA. Who should I vote for OHA? Vote Lee for OHA. Who for OHA? No, Lee for OHA. Lee can vote for OHA? No, vote for Lee for OHA. But he's not at the top of the ballot. Always save the best for last, right? For OHA? Just don't forget, everyone can vote for OHA. All right, well, so, um, wow, lots of lots of information there for, for the public to understand when it comes to OHA then. And so then, with that being said, 
in, in the the office, what is, what is your experience to to date, and then and then from there we go towards uh, you know campaign outlook. Sure. Uh, so this was my first term. So I've been in now for almost four years, um, and I've been able to very fortunately accomplish a lot in these in this the time that I've been in office. Um, I have. I chaired a permitted interaction group, and um, under my leadership, we restructured the governance model for the Office of Hawaiian Affairs, um, which I can go into more detail later if you want, if we have time. Absolutely. Um, I also um, chaired a permitted interaction group and updated for the first time in 13 years the bylaws for the Board of Trustees. It, that's supposed to be done every two years. It had not been done in 13. Wow. So I updated the bylaws. Um, I also... In the last, um, I also um, reorganized the Native Hawaiian portfolio. So now the Office of Hawaiian Affairs is moving towards an endowment model. And what that means is, in a lawsuit settlement with the Office of Hawaiian Affairs 12 years ago, the office was um, given in the settlement 200-something million dollars. And so um, OHA took that money and created a Native Hawaiian trust portfolio and to invest the money to grow over time and withdraw we take drawings off of that, and that's our operating budget every year. Well, there were no policies separate from OHA, the government agency's policies. So that was part of the governance model that I changed. So now the Native Hawaiian Trust and OHA, the government agency, are two separate entities, and never again shall the two meet. Because it doesn't make sense for them to be under the same type of policies. When OHA was formed in 1978, it was never envisioned that we would become a trust, that we would have a portfolio, right, an investment portfolio. The other thing that I changed was, this is something that most of the state of Hawaii does not realize. The Office of Hawaiian Affairs is the 13th largest landowner in the state. That being said, when I came into office and I got my first look at the Native Hawaiian Trust portfolio, OHA was heavily vested in mutual funds, which for the general public, a very easy way to explain that is, it's an insurance policy against your investments. Mm -hmm. So when the market goes down, mutual funds should go up, and it kind of balances things out. Well, I wanted to know why OHA was spending over a million dollars a year to buy mutual funds when we're the 13th largest landowner in the state. I'll ask you a simple question. In your entire lifetime, have you ever heard of land values in the state of Hawaii going down? Uh, no, bro. Uh, no, can't say that. Right. So given that we own so much land, why exactly do we need insurance policies? The value of our land will continue to go yeah, up. There's so much equity. But, I mean, I think this goes back to a lot of the, 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 the tax loopholes and shell game of the mainland extracting from anything they can from the state. I mean, we have all of these weird waves that, that we're tithing back to mainland special interests. And it's just like one dollar comes into Hawaii, we maybe split a quarter, and then they leave with four dollars on their taxes, even if it was a flop. Well, I'm I'm happy to say that wasn't the case here. What the case was was OHA had a land division and OHA had their investment division. And the two just were never tied together and talking mm. until I changed that. So now when you look at our investment portfolio now, it's one endowment. It's the land and the financial portfolio tied together. So because I was able to do that, we are rebalancing the portfolio to make it make more sense. 
Oha should be taking greater, we should be making bigger gains because we can take bigger risks in our financial investments because we own so much land. And that was another really big change that I was able to accomplish while I was here. And the last really big thing was this past September, um, I helped orchestrate, well, I didn't help, I orchestrated um, a huge land acquisition here in Ivile around our corporate headquarters um, to buy up two very large parcels for $43 million. Why that's important is it's about 100 feet away from a um, rail station when Honolulu's messed up rail comes through. It may be messed up, but the fact remains that the properties that I was able to um, purchase are within the transit-oriented development corridor. And the important thing about that is OHA will be able to take advantage of all of the entitlements that will allow us to build actual affordable housing, which means... This is the first time ever OHA has taken a huge step forward to address the housing crisis for Native Hawaiians. And that's huge. Wow. I've had a busy four years. Uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> kind of hit the ground running. You still got all your hair. <laughs> I, it's a lot grayer now, but oh, yes, geez, I still have I all my you. hair. I feel you. <laughs> I've only been back into this this game for about a year. I already lost all mine. So, <laughs> you know, so like... I, it's it's been a long time coming moving back home and so like my my grandfather was was quite the quite the guy to fight city hall and so i like i i've always wanted to make sure that on my return that i i kind of like bring that spirit along to get everybody to communicate so before we go any deeper because we got a little more time left but i definitely feel that i can ask you this question and you're gonna say yes can i get you on again like in 30 days or more Absolutely. Oh, shoot. I'd be happy to come back on. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot you know, of things we could pick I, apart. I need to say this part because because you moved back home. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize this. There are more Native Hawaiians that live on the continent than live here in Hawaii. Yes, there are. I, I and that's sad. Yeah. That... That really, you know, as a kid growing up, when I late eighties, early nineties, I always felt that like I was the the token one in the neighborhood. But then by the time I hit high school, like college, almost, my grandmother had had a map sent to her from Kamehameha alumni, and they had the whole like, where are we like in the world, Hawaiians around the world, and they had the little blips, and I was like, how do we have Hawaiians in Yonkers? And then that kind of like made me feel a little less alone on the mainland. But then when I read the number at the bottom of like how many reported and then I'm just like, how, you know, and then coming back and realizing that it's, it's, I mean, they can't afford to be here. Yeah. No, that's why my grandparents left. I mean, they, yeah. they both hitched a ride via the United States Marine Corps and never looked back because it was easier to become something on the mainland than it was to try to fight. I mean, half my aunties went to Las Vegas and worked for Sam Boyd. Yep. And that's why it was really important for me to get this um, this land acquisition, right? We we gotta start addressing the housing crisis. You know, it's just, that's just a fact. You know, and this is the first time OHA has taken a step in that direction to to do that. So, big question that I'm asking all the all the candidates, all, all the people participating in this game: What is the best advice you can give to folks boots on the ground? To activate them, not uh, not necessarily just for your campaign, your campaign, but for OHA. Um. Well, the the biggest thing they can do is is to turn the page on the ballot and actually vote in the OHA race. I mean, and that's just a fact. Like I said, right, three hundred thousand people left that ballot blank four years ago, and that's about average on every campaign cycle. 
that that's how many people don't vote in the oil race. And it's an important race to get involved. The oil race is the is one of only three races that are statewide. The governor, the lieutenant governor, and OHA. That's wow. it. So it's really, you know, that's the best way that they can get involved in the OHA race is to just cast that ballot. It's super, super important. Wow. Yeah. No, I just, I that, that now puts it on a scale for me because, like, I just, you know, I, I'm still... I'm still grinding out a lot of the understanding of mainland politics and adjusting to Hawaii, its state and its counties, how the county regions interact, where the councils fit and the trustees and everything. So, like, I mean, it, I, I, wow. I, I just, just to think that that's like the third largest problem to be solved in the state when it comes to an election and there's that many people that don't show up. Right. And, and what's worse is those people do show up, right? That's a blank ballot. That means they showed up, right? They got yeah. a ballot. They voted. They just left Oha blank. Wow. Right. That's an easy fix, right? All that take, all that requires is for them to turn the page and actually fill in a circle. That's all it takes. We need to call Bob Seeger for the rights to that song, bro, and just make one national campaign out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, no! I gotta, I gotta go find some crazy TikTok influencers and tell them to get, get their shit together. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, whatever, no. whatever it takes, man. Yeah, no, hey, that's... four years, four years ago, that was a major strategy of my campaign. I, you know, Native Hawaiians, obviously, they're gonna if they're registered to vote, they're obviously gonna vote in Oha, and they already know who they're gonna vote to, right? I don't need to campaign to them; they know who they're gonna vote for. Mm-hmm. But that 300,000 blank ballots, that's who I campaign to, right? If I could get just 1% of them to show up, I win by a landslide. Wow, bro. So those are the people that I were talking to, the non-Hawaiians who left the blank ballot blank to let them know how important their voice is and that they needed that voice to be heard. Right. Jesus. And that's going to be my campaign again this year is, you know, we Native Hawaiians, need if you love Hawaii, then you need to help Native Hawaiians. And the way you help Native Hawaiians is by casting that over ballot. Right on. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to have you back on. Maybe talk to all you guys over there. So anybody who hasn't gotten back to me on that list, I, I think you're my first one. Like, and I, I've already gotten to like 40 people on the ballot so far, but you're my first OHA. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of OHA candidates don't campaign. I, I don't understand why. A lot of them just think their name recognition is enough for them Ooh. to get in. That's why I won four years ago. I mean, I was, as you can tell, I was busting it, man, four years ago yeah. to, to get into office. And that's why I got in. Well, shoot. I came from way behind. I was running in a race of 15. And the only the top six made it out of the primary. And I came in sixth place. And from sixth place, I went all the way to the top three to get into office. Wow. And the reason, we didn't talk about this yet. The reason why I'm switching seats is, as you can tell from what I talked about, I've done the last four years. My focus has been internal for this first term, right? I how how can I fix OHA? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Better transparency, better communication, you know, all those types of things. So that's that was what I, my focus was the last four years. Now I want to turn my focus outward to our community. Um, in my opinion, the the island of Oahu has not been adequately. Um, represented over the last four years. Mm. The, the island of Oahu has not had a single community meeting in the last four years under the current Oahu trustee. Not mm. one. Now, there are those at OHA that say, well, but OHA, 
um, the majority of OHA's board meetings are on the island of Oahu. So, you know, beneficiaries can come. Our board meetings are 10 o'clock in the morning. Could you attend a board meeting at 10 o'clock in the morning? Uh, only if I pencil you in, but I'm one anomaly, bruh. So, like, I can, right. I, I can already tell but you. The, like, and then the majority that, of our beneficiaries work two jobs. They can't come to a 10 o'clock in the morning meeting and to voice their concerns. digital. So, once a year, by law, we have to go travel to the neighbor islands and hold a board meeting once a year on the neighbor islands. That's the law. Yeah. But because we do that, the night before the board meeting, we have a community meeting at 6 o'clock in the evening. To welcome our beneficiaries so that they can address the trustees, tell us their concerns, what's going on in their community. That hasn't happened on Oahu. Wow. And so if I become the new Oahu trustee, that's one of my commitments, that I will have a community meeting on the island of Oahu at least once a quarter, not once a year. And I will go around the island of Oahu. The island of Oahu has four moku, right? Eva, um, Wailua, Kola, Poko, Kona, and um, Central. So we will go around the island once a, at least once a quarter to the different moku. So we will, I will take the Office of Hawaiian Affairs out into the community to where our beneficiaries are and have at least one meeting a quarter where they can come and address their trustees and tell us what's going on in the community, what's important to them, what they would like to see us working on. And that's one of, just one of the things that I would do as the Oahu trustee. Right on, bro. So we got just a few more minutes left here. Uh, so could you tell everybody listening uh, how to engage with your campaign in Oahu, how you're doing digital, how you're doing analog, anything that they can do to raise up an arm and uh, tell their friends to, to help them out? Sure. Uh, so if you happen to either live on Oahu or you're going to be on Oahu this Thursday, um, I have a um, fundraiser this coming Thursday at 801 South at uh, 5.30 in the evening. They can also reach out to me um, via the campaign website, kaleainali.com. That's K-A-L-E-I-A-I-N-A-L-E-E.com. Or um, they can reach out to us either on, on Instagram or our Facebook page, uh, Leave for Oha. Dig it, dig it. We'll make sure to put that in the show notes so everybody can click on them on the podcast page. Well, wow. thank you so much shared today. And there's so much I got to unpack and figure out before the next time we talk because I got like, I got, you just, all of you guys, like, I got to say that like some of them I scrape in the bottom of the barrel, but some of you guys, Akamai, and I got so much that I got to figure out so then that way I can come back and ask and then go talk to everybody in the community and they go like, eh, we'll ask them this. So you got, you, you, you realize you're getting yourself into trouble by letting me call you again. <laughs> no, hey, the more I can get the word out there, the better for me, right? So I don't feel like I'm getting myself in trouble. I feel like you're doing me a favor. And right. I mean that. Right on, bro. Well, mahalo. Hey, you're on Maui, right? Yes, sir. So I will be on, Oha will be on Maui in two weeks. Shoots. So remember that community meeting and my law um, board meeting we got to have that I told you about? Yeah. So we will be on Maui um, from the 25th to the 26th in two weeks. So the 25th is the community meeting and it'll be at 6 p.m. at um, the UH campus. Mm -hmm. In um, Kahului. And then the following morning at 10 a.m. will be the board meeting. Same place. So if you want to get together in person, I got plenty of time while I'm there. Let me know. Right on, brother. Right on. 
I will put that on my calendar then and make sure. Yeah, it's all and at square. the very least, you should you should come to the community meeting on that evening and hear what the community has to say to all. Dig it, dig it. Yeah, I'll talk to my camera guy and we'll set up some coverage. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, bro. All right. You all right, well, brother. Aloha. Aloha. <gasps>